Hello, I'm Zach, and a donation to this podcast will reap you years and years of financial freedom. Um, just give us your money. Where can they make that donation, Zach? To my bank account. <laughs> in PayPal at Zach Phillips. Yep, there you go. I'll, I will drop my PayPal in the Facebook group, my Venmo, my Cash App, your choice, my money. That's what it needs to happen. And my name's Caitlin. And for this episode, you can just call me Preacher Caitlin. Oh, I like that, Preacher Caitlin. Uh -huh. and, and welcome to Manipulating the Masses. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. Okay. Um, are you ready? Woohoo! <laughs> uh, today we will be looking at the marketing tactics used by megachurch pastors and televangelists to solicit huge amounts of donations, massive amounts of donations, uh, enrich themselves and live a life of luxury next to God, of course. But before we get into that, I have two updates from previous podcasts. First, Elizabeth Holmes yep. from Theranos. She was convicted for fraud. Um, and we discussed her in regards to, you know, uh, manipulating investors. So do you have any thoughts on that? Her conviction just came through. She was convicted on four counts out of 11. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I did read, okay, so I didn't do a ton of research, but I read that she was only convicted on for stealing money from investors, but she wasn't convicted on any charges relating to the actual Theranos equipment. Yes. And Correct. that kind of pisses me off because now she owes the DeVosses back all of their money. <laughs> and that is what irked me the most was like, God damn it. The people we hate the most in America didn't kind of came out just fine. I, I just got to say, I love the fact that we're not even 20 episodes in and you and I already have mortal enemies of this podcast, the DeVosses. We brought them up so much and we're like... How do they continue up? to be brought up though? That's like, that is the real question. I think they're master manipulators and we're here yep. talking about manipulation. Yep. It's just kind of goes team. hand in hand. Yep. Um, yeah, so you're right. She was guilty on four counts, not guilty on four felony charges, but then the jury was deadlocked on three other counts, um, which means you go to a not guilty. So she's waiting for sentencing. We'll yeah. hear what she has to do, but convicted. It's just crazy. I think it's insane because she faces, what, 40 years in prison for yeah, all of this? Crazy. Oh, man. It's just wild. White collar criminals are wild to me because they don't really expect to face prison time. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful segue to our topic today because there is going to be some yeah. literal white collar criminals because the pastors wear the white collar. White -collar. Oh, man, that just came to me. <laughs> all right. Um, the other update I have for you before we get into that is... UFOs uh, are real. Yeah, well, that's proven. Okay, no. The other update is from uh, The Bachelorette. The season ended. 
Okay. We did our analysis at the beginning of the season, uh-huh. picking our top three. And I know it's been a long time. So I'll remind you of both of our choices, Caitlin. I was just going through my notes. Yeah. We had uh, Joe, Nate, and Clayton in yeah. the top three. Both of us did. Yeah. Uh, we were two for three on that one. So Joe and Nate, the basketball player, and Nate made it to the top three. Clayton, the the white guy, did not make it to the top three. And he's the bachelor. He's the bachelor. He got tapped to be the bachelor. So. I thought I recognized him because the new bachelorette <laughs> came out or what? The new bachelor came out. Yeah. And I was like, is that the guy? So it yep, is. De- okay. Definitely the guy. And uh, I'm reluctant to admit, Caitlin, when we picked our winners. Our data you were is right. Well. You were right. No, you were right. Nate won. Joe was kicked out. Um, Nate won? Nate won. Yes, (laughs) my boy. So uh, he ended up winning the whole thing. So you were right. I was wrong. Maybe you should be on the data side of our company and I'll go to the wither off into I really wish them nothing but the best. Until they inevitably break up. And... So those are our updates. We are kind of right, mostly right. I'll take it. I'll take mostly right. But let's get into our topic today. Mega church pastors, charity, all this stuff. Um, you know, I like to start with a question. Uh, Caitlin, do you, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you give to charity? If so, what charity? And why do you give to them? Wait, I have a really funny story for you. So we're in the middle of cleaning up our books, right, for MMP. And last year I donated $3 to charity. And our bookkeeper was like, Caitlin, what is this? Like, you can't just classify things as charity. And it was $3 to Wikipedia. (laughs) Zach, Wikipedia got me because oh, you know when cause. you know the, this day and age, there's a pop up when you go to a Wikipedia yep. page, and it's like, yep. please, like we're we're running on empty here. If you want free information, please donate. And I was like, you deserve it, Wikipedia. Well, yeah, they deserve it, but also they crowdsource all of their information. It's not like they have professional writers. So okay, a just cause. That's great, Wikipedia. Oh yeah, what else? Yeah, I also I also got caught up in uh, donating to bail funds last year uh, when the George Floyd killings happened. But it's very like timely where when I decide to donate. There's like a campaign. There's like a a social cause. There's a need. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. ever donate to Red Cross. I will say that. Why not? Is that is for reasoning or just? Yes, I have heard. And this actually warrants an an entirely new podcast. But I heard I don't have data or information to back it up. But Red Cross gets your money and then they decide where to distribute it. So it could go to the CEO salaries. It could go to Uh, a cause that you didn't even want to donate to, which, yeah, money is money. Causes are causes. I get that. But like there's massive fires in California this year. And so uh, everyone stressed the urge to donate directly to the firehouses versus going Red Cross. Love that. I'll go buy myself a firehouse subs in that <laughs> honor. 
Great. Well, look at you. You're contributing because I'm not. I don't. I'm like, I don't give to charity. I give to me. I don't. I don't. No, not really. I just, I don't really get sold on it. I think there's a lot of things in a nonprofit. And I, to be completely honest, like, you know, in the 20s, I was trying to build my own company. Every extra dollar I had went right back into the company. So, you know, totally. I don't have that disposable income totally. yet. Totally. But eventually it yep. all goes according to plan yep um okay that's great so i mean and your reasoning for donating it's a social cause you believe yep. in it you want to help yep. it, what what emotions do they elicit when you donate like what do they what do you feel that that really gets you to well you trigger? feel like it you're helping in some way and it's the easiest way to help you don't have to fucking get out of bed and show up and it's just like hey we'll just take your dollars and if you do have a couple extra dollars it's like yeah, you feel good about yourself. You feel yeah. like you did some good in this world. But yep. there's problems with that. I, I totally get that. I think that's fair. Okay, so churches are the same, right? They have Red Cross, everything there, they run on donations, right? And it is similar to your example with Red Cross where you give the money and they can decide what they want to do with it. Like, I remember you, you weren't a church goer growing up, right? Your family didn't really... No. You didn't really go to church or anything? Yeah, I, I was. I, I family was very religious. And I remember like the big part of the whole Sunday dog and pony show was the offering tray being passed around and people just like throwing money in there. And that was like the big deal. Like eh, that was like why you were there, basically. Whatever, there was a sermon and, you know, that stuff. But the offering tray was like the big deal at the climax of the sermon was passed around it. I love how they associated uh, uh, such a proper name with it to the offering tray. Mm -hmm. You will, you will see messaging is so key for churches. Messaging is so, so key. And which is why I'm excited to talk to you about it too, because they are very particular with how they talk about money. Zach, uh, what religion did you grow up? Uh, well, Methodist was the church that we went to. So Christian Methodist, okay. pretty basic. Couldn't really tell you much about it. I was like, uh, I was there, but I wasn't really there. Oh, it was yeah. just like an annoying thing to do on Sunday. I feel know? like that's pretty much the story with all children that attend church. I'm gonna take some cheap shots at religion. I can't help myself during this podcast, but uh, most people, like most pastors, we're talking about these mega church pastors. Most pastors make 45K a year on average it's a very you know standard not a high living grossing they're 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 preaching what they believe in yeah. they're trying to get other people to believe in it too yeah. um however there are a handful of pastors that have built empires yeah. on this uh and empires that dwarf even some of the biggest corporations in america like they are empires so it's more like yeah you're, you might take a couple of cheap shots at the church but it's really the the people that we're taking cheap shots at it's really yes, the, like um, egos that we're trying to take down exactly okay. exactly um so i'm gonna give you a little data tells all i'm gonna give you the eight richest pastors in america and their net worth coming in at number eight joyce miller uh her net worth is eight million not bad not great uh she does a she hosts a tv show all of these people host tv shows and have some kind of uh, media presence. Mm, 
as well, mm -hmm. which is where you really make the money. Okay. Um, Rick Warren out of California is worth 25 million. He's coming in at number seven. What a jump though. Really? There is a- Oh my God, I'm nervous for number one now. Oh, you just wait. Uh, Billy Graham, who is a very prominent, like evangelical, he's been advised, spiritual advisors to numerous presidents dating back to like Dwight D. Eisenhower. Uh, he is worth 25 million as well. He's coming in at number six. You got a tie. Um, in number five, this is my favorite name of a pastor, uh, Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar. He was born pastor's... to make money. He was born I to, yep. I, I had to pull his full, full name because I was so curious, and it's Creflo Augustus Dollar Jr. He's a junior, which means there's a senior Creflo Augustus Dollar. Unbelievable. The family was, was born to stack coin. I agree. I agree. He is worth 27 million. Joel Osteen, which you might have seen, he's got that big, bright smile. He's out of Texas. He is worth 40 million. Coming in at number three, Benny Hinn, who is like, he's a pastor that uh, really preaches his healing abilities and his ability to heal people through the TV screen. Uh, he is worth 42 million. And the, then there's two just kings sitting at the top Pat Robertson. Uh, is worth a hundred million dollars. He owns his own network, his own Christian broadcasting network, hosts a show. And number one, coming in, Kenneth Copeland is worth seven hundred and sixty million dollars. Billion dollars. He's not even close. He's no. in his own fucking race. I know, and the, he's the one that triggered this whole episode for me because this guy has four private jets. He has <gasps> mansions across the world. Like he is living a life of like equivalent to Bezos because, you know, I want to clarify, like there's nothing wrong with being wealthy. I, I don't see like, you, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You, but these people are operating in the religious space. So yeah, it's much, the way it, you get your money. That's yes. the problem. And much of this income and worth, if not all of it, is not taxable. The government won't tax yes. churches, won't tax religion. So these guys are making money and they're not contributing back. Billionaires do this as well outside through tax loopholes. These people are just like, I made all this money from religion. None of it's going to go to the government. None of it's going to go to everybody else. So it's how you make it. That is interesting. And Kenneth Copeland, my man is nuts. He is uh, super rich. He's, I think in his 80s, and he still has jet black hair, like clearly dyes his hair jet black. And But he claims that he speaks to God and God has blessed him with not getting gray hair. Yeah, it's weird what he chooses to stand by. <laughs> like, really, it's that's very... what you want to, uh, yeah, preach? Yep. Yep. I, I don't know. So, uh, you know, what do you think of those numbers? I'll toss it back to you. Like, are you surprised by the sheer value of it or how much anything stand out? No, no. I think uh, Kenneth Copeland at 700 million. Yeah, that one was way shocking, especially since uh, the second runner up was at 100 million because nope. number five through eight, there was like a one to two million discrepancy in their earnings. And then you have Kenneth Copeland, 700 million. That one surprised me. But the rest of them, I'm not surprised. These guys are good at marketing is what I'm saying. Like these guys know yeah. how to sell. They God. know how to. They're yep, selling they God. 
they're selling that. So like they know their marketing campaigns are dialed in. And like I mentioned, like most of these pastors, they're not just preaching. They are, they have mega churches. They have like these massive, beautiful campuses like that have studios and all of these things. Creflo Dollar actually has a, his own record label where he like produces Christian artists and things like that. So a lot of them branch off into the media space and they have their kind of foundation, but they learn this tactic of being media moguls, I guess. And for example, Pat Robertson, the number two guy who's worth a hundred million, he hosts the 700 club, which is uh, a very prominent, you know, you've heard of the 700 club. Have yeah. Because it? it like switches on basic cable when you're yeah. watching, like everybody loves Raymond all of a sudden yeah. it's like now 700 club. You're like, what did I just, did I change yeah. the channel? <laughs> yep. So I'm glad you see that. And I, that he's getting, he, I don't know how he's still ticking, man. That guy is working. I couldn't fit for the longest time for like half of my upbringing. I couldn't figure out if it was like a news station because it's like very set up like a news station where he's like at a desk and he's talking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is this? And then he starts talking about religion or like Matthews 14, yep. 12 or something. Yep. And it is a, uh, to swing it to the political end, it's like a rite of passage for any Republican wannabe presidential candidate to go on that show and answer his questions and like be in there. It is almost, it's like a rite of passage. Like you have <laughs> to do it basically. Did Trump do it? I don't think so. I, I know at the beginning, Pat Robertson was anti-Trump, like most rich Re yeah, Republicans. Republicans yeah. But then he, pro he got on the bandwagon eventually. And he did, I mean, Pat Robertson is, He's just an interesting guy. He had a he bidded for president. He was trying to run for president in 1988, unsuccessfully, clearly. Uh, but instead, he founded like the Christian Coalition Pack, which is a very prominent political action committee. So, like this man is like 93% dark money. He's got religious money. He's got political packs. He's. But I do want to tell a story about my personal favorite. I had you watch the video. Uh, this guy, Jim Baker, uh, is nuts. I just, I just want, what was, I had you watch a video, shout out to Vic Berger. He makes amazing, like spoof, funny videos. I had you watch one of them. Uh, what was your take? Let me hear some of the thoughts before I go into the story about Jim Baker. I actually didn't understand that it was edited so heavily. Yeah. So I thought that yeah. was the nature of how the program went. But now I figured out it was heavily edited towards the end and it was kind of yeah. a video. Um, I also love how he edited the woman. All <laughs> her only role was to say, yeah, oh, isn't that great? <laughs> and that is exactly like the show, honestly. And her face That's... is just plastered in one emotion because she has so much Botox or plastic surgery mm -hmm. or something. You got the Dallas high hair yeah. back combed. <laughs> and then, oh my God, I could not figure out for the longest time, like what was happening. I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. So he's selling food, I guess. That must be his product. And he's not selling, not selling food. Giving? He is offering food in exchange for a donation. And I will get into the details about why <laughs> okay. he's doing that. 
And the food. Oh my God. I actually had a physical reaction. Like it was so gross. It's a bucket, a trough of cheese and broccoli. And I, it was 44 gallons of it. 40, 40. And he was shoveling rice into his face. And the whole thing was just totally grotesque. It was so weird. The whole thing was so fucking weird. It made me <laughs> uncomfortable. That was like my biggest takeaway is my two reactions. I'm confused. I have more questions and I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly how you should feel. So this is why I love Jim Baker. He's my favorite to make fun of. I'm going to have a little segment where I poke fun. Um, so like we said, Jim Baker is the same avenue. He hosts a TV show. He owns a, a Christian TV network. and But his whole model is he preaches Doomsday. that the end doomsday preaching he this is his crux the world is going to end the world is going to catch fire god is bringing down his wrath on all of you you included so we need to prep you need to buy 44 gallons worth of broccoli and cheese because the world is going to end and you need to survive some of his products are like we saw the big buckets of food like huge buckets of food um, they're pre-made. They last for years and years and years. He sells like uh, uranium-resistant water bottles. So, like the when the inevitable nuclear blasts come, you can drink water. Uranium-resistant isn't that an algae? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember yeah. back in like high school? Nalgene's preached that they were indestructible. You could drop them off a cliff. So people were actually like running them over with their car and you would get a free yeah. Nalgene if it actually broke. So Jim Baker, <laughs> Nalgene was first, okay? Yeah, you're late to the game. You're late. Um, and then he also provides, uh, one of my personal favorites is a foldable shovel. Um, so you oh, can dig, fuck, dig your own Zach, toilet. I forgot about the shovel. <laughs> Ew, another part of this video that made me cringe was he makes these troughs of rice and broccoli and cheese, and then he feeds it to himself. He stirs it with a fucking shovel. <laughs> I forgot about that. That is so cringe. Yeah, but the shovel, he was using it for rice. It's really what what they advertise it as. It's to dig your own uh, poop, hole. poop and hole. Yeah, uh -huh. yep. like all the plumbing will be gone. So you need to be able to store your, your poop somewhere. And he's like, this would make a good food vehicle. Yeah, he was using it for food. I mean, there's multiple purposes. Um, now, I want to give you some background before, because like we said, we say he's selling these, but he's not right? He's offering them in exchange. If you watch the video on all of his things, it says you can buy one of these buckets for like two and a half grand donation or more, right? So you, he's specifically saying you give us a two and a half grand donation, uh. we'll send you these buckets. And I want to give you the reasoning why. It's because Jim Baker in the 90s was convicted of fraud and sent to jail for eight years. We're for, shocked. Uh, we're shocked, shocked over here. Shocked. So he was running like prior to this conviction and he was running the same TV program, like the same type of avenue. Um, and they were just raking it in. 
like uh, they were making all this money from TV. This is like in the 70s. They were making all this money from eliciting donations to the point that they built like a 2200 acre resort called Heritage USA. And in 1986, six million people visited this park, this religious park. And it was it came in third for uh parks visited tourist spots in the country okay, behind wait. Disney can World I, and can, Disneyland. Can, Crazy. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Did you say Disneyland next to Disneyland and what was the other one? Disney World. Disney Those were the World. top two. Third was his resort that his Christian resort that he built. Okay, I was confused as to what we were defining park. So it's not like Central Park. It's a theme it's a roller theme coaster. Park. Roller coasters. Okay. I don't think it has roller coasters. It's just a Jesus themed tourist destination. What? Right? You don't even get to yeah. ride a roller coaster? No. What are they going to have? You're, you're ascending to the sky roller coaster? Um, like I the think rapture? That's fantastic. You, Absolutely. It's like one of those power tower drops and they call it the rapture. You just uh -huh. go up and then it just drops you. Okay. Not bad. They have a uranium water bottle where you get spun around in a circle really fast and you get to climb up the walls of the uranium water bottle. We are like onto something. One. I like that one. Uh, keep it going. Cause we're ending this with like, we're going to make our own campaign. So keep that, keep that wheel turning. I'm taking notes. I love it. Uh, yeah. So his, his park was hugely popular. I mean, 6 million people a year, third highest tourist destination in the country that year in 1986. Tourist destination. So not even just like park, a tourist destination. So like yep. above Vegas. Yep. What yep. the fuck? Yep. Yep. It was huge. It was huge in late 80s. Nuts. I am shocked um, I haven't heard about this until now. Well, let me tell you why, because he was convicted of fraud right after that. And now it's defunct and now you can't you can't do it anymore because uh, government came in and took all his money. Oh, my God. I want to go to this park. How haunting <laughs> would it be? It must just be like a vacant. Where was it? It's Photo in South Carolina. Yeah. Heritage. It was a Christian themed water park. Oh, it's Let's a water correct park. this. So it's actually a water park in Fort Mill, South Carolina. It's gotta still be there. And oh my all... God. We are, that sounds like my next photo shoot location. Oh, a defunct awesome. Jesus water park in the South in the seventies. That is the oh, making yeah. of a fantastic. And it is <laughs> abandoned. It's abandoned. Oh, I am getting high off of this idea right now. That would be amazing. Next company vacation. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. We're going to Jesus Water Park. Heritage USA, the defunct Jesus. A hundred percent. Are we not? We're doing that. I'm down. I'm. I, I think that'd be cool as hell too. Like just like walking around a uh, an empty theme park. Oh my uh, god! Awesome. Okay. Um. So it's defunct now. The government came in, took all his money. He was convicted of fraud. Spent eight years in prison. Got out. Uh, and went right back to hosting a TV show, went right back to the same gospel. However, this time, and I mentioned it, he does the same thing, but it's a donation. And that's how he gets around not defrauding his viewers and his audience is not saying, buy this, the world is ending, buy this bucket. The world's ending, send us a donation and we'll send you a bucket. 
So it's just a very thin line yep. of where they can walk. No, I was just going to say, I mean, this is such a trend in every single podcast that we do. It's a matter of tweaking one word and being on the right side of the law. Mm-hmm. And that's marketing, mm-hmm. folks. That's why we walk through taglines. We really like what is the exact wording we can use Words to be compliant it and get people. You got it because you still got to p- get people to, to send money, right? It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And this kind of like give us a donation in exchange for something is is what's common with all of these these pastors. Baker goes in one direction. The world's going to end. Send me money. Um, many of the other ones that have made money uh, use this tactic called prosperity preaching, mm-hmm. where the tactic is basically saying of being rich is God's will, right? Like God is allowing me to be rich because I am serving him. And this gives the idea that the pastors should be rich because they're the closest to God. And they're, they're, for their audience, uh, they basically preach that if you send in money, if you give the church money, God will send his will down to you and you will get more money in return. So it's basically like a pseudo investment mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. God will like that you invest money in the church and as return, he will make it so you make more money at the end of this, which is not true. Anyway, that's my <laughs> last shot. So this is a tactic they use. And so that's kind of like the background. I mean, there's a ton of stuff on this stuff if you're interested. What I wanted to spend the rest of our time on this episode is, Caitlin, I wanted to do a marketing campaign with you. Let's do a strategy session together, just like we do with clients. I'll give you the prompt. We'll talk through it. Let's let's build a campaign. Let's try to help these people-ish out. So we're going to build a theoretical campaign for a fake ministry. Um, you're the creative director, right? So you're brought on. I will be the one that inevitably goes to jail for fraud. Uh, I'll take that one for the team there. Why do you uh, get to do that? You want to go to jail? Well, I don't want to go to jail, but I want to be known as the thought leader behind this. Well, you get credit, you okay, know, I'll just, but... I'll just take the fall. You okay. Know? Okay. Okay. I, Maybe we both go to jail. How about that? There's, there's a quality for you, you know, like, I don't uh, think we'll, white we'll collar both. jail cells are as bad as we're thinking they are. <laughs> like, you know, if Jim Baker can, can survive, I'm fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll be okay. sitting next to Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. Hang out. Just talk about how you can fraud people once you get out. It'll be fun. What's our next business opportunity, Elizabeth? Yeah. A little me. reading time, a little TV time. Yeah. You're secluded. You're, yeah. maybe, okay. You're right. Maybe not so bad. Okay. I have four options for ministry names for you. So we have Devil in the Details Ministries. We could have Jesus was Jewish Christian Ministries. We have Shepherd, but mostly Sheep Ministries. Oh, I have a reaction to that one. That one's great. Okay, next one. Okay, and then my last one is Can't Tax This Ministries. Woo, those last two are fire. Okay, good. Those are going to kill with the religious audience, those jokes. What do you, which one do you want to go with? Which one are you thinking? Shepherd, but mostly Sheep. Jesus was Jewish. No. No, not devil in the details. No, I liked it, but those last two are better. Let's go with can't tax this. We're starting a ministry, can't tax this ministries. I love it. Um, Let me give you some demographic. I'll pull, just like a campaign, I'll pull some kind of demographic details and audience details for us. uh, And then we'll strategize some 
some interesting things to do. How about I give you the audience details that are already in my head? Hit me with it. Yes. Hit me with it. We're targeting uh, geography in, um, let's go, all of the southern states. Correct. I think we'll just keep it at that. Uh, Average income will target... Average household income mm. will target forty to fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. We'll go fifty thousand. I'd say, yeah. Average household income. Likes and dislikes. MLMs. <laughs> dislikes. That's a good one. Barack they Obama. MLMs. That's their only like. They they only like MLMs. And dislikes yeah. Obama. Oh, yep. Okay, fair, fair. I like that. Gays, dislike gays. Dislikes gays. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yeah. All. Okay. Anything else? Great. I love that start. Okay. You're already the creative director. So let me tell you the problem that we have in the industry that we're going to try to correct. Uh, the 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 demographics of churchgoers as far as age is becoming an issue, right? 66% of the silent generation people before born before 1946 uh, belong to a church. 66. That, wait, that's what the generation is called? The silent generation? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. They got the short end of the stick on that yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't actually even know about them. So they yeah. truly are living up to their name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, 58% of boot boomers uh belong to a church so we're not shocked uh, just over half not shocked 50 percent of gen x is part of a church as well so they like half of them and then it dips down to 36 percent of millennials so there's a sharp drop in our generation um they're still doing research on gen z but they think it's gonna pretty much hold steady with Hell yeah. Millennials Uh, and Gen Z. That's what we like to see. We're here to change some, stir some shit up, take down the system. I agree. Well, I think that presents us an opportunity at Can't Tax This Ministries is we went from two out of every three people and then three generations later, one out of every three people. So there's a market opportunity for young people. So I think our goal in this campaign is to think about our demographics, how do we build a campaign that gets young people I love that. to join our ministries and to take their money? Oh, I uh, love this. So, my, so do, you, we, do you have some ideas rolling right now? 100%. Hit me, hit we um, hire influencers to, uh, we create a social media channel. We primarily live on Instagram. We primarily live on TikTok. Those are our two channels mm. that we feed content into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we get an influencer to promote the uh, tax, can't tax this. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what influencer should we choose though? I don't want to go Kardashian. I want to yeah. go like more of an edgy, like, oh, Zendaya. Yeah. Zendaya. Oh, okay. We get her. We get her to promote Can't Tax This. All right. I love that. Because she leads, oh man, she leads the Gen Z generation and millennials want to be her. Want to, Uh, yeah. Um, I I mean, everybody wants to be her. So I love that. Those are some ideas I have. We create a very... Uh, an awesome catchy logo 
Mm-hmm. What kind of colors are you thinking? Is oh, it, is bright, it... bold. Potentially, we lean on ombre. Oh. <laughs> also called gradient in the design oh. world, but ombre to the ca- uh, casual person, pedestrian. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like potentially that. Uh, we go ombre. We do gradients with our logos. And I'm thinking font too, because like you know, uh, like you you have you been to the religious section of a bookstore? They all have the same like swirly font, you know, like uh, almost. I'd like to state that no, I have never been to the religious section of the bookstore oh come on there's other books besides christianity there you know there's uh, okay okay that's fair yeah i mean buddhism doesn't subscribe to the curly font no it doesn't no yeah no not usually oh yeah Um, we steer very very clear we steer (laughs) way clear of the font of the curly font the girl boss font okay okay and we go um you know we put some spacing in between the letters a little bit mm-hmm. very contemporary okay. do we call it ctt can't tax this and we just like ctt ministries 100 like we have a, have a little acronym okay 100%. i like that too i like that too so uh, I, you're getting to my first question on this you're way ahead of me but you're getting to my first question like what emotions do we need to elicit at can't tax this ministries to get young people to a pay attention and B, be interested. Like, what what do we need to tap? We know how people have done it before. It's either fear of the doomsday or it's like, join us and you will become rich beyond your belief. It's like the the hope and the the faith, I guess. Okay, so millennials and Gen Z would be the fear of not keeping up with trends. We have to make church cool again. Oh, we have how do you do that? We have to create a trend around church and we're very much into like mental health wellness we preach that you know talking to god meditating pre- mm-hmm. uh, praying every day is is going to help reset so you can go into your work subscribe to the hustle culture do your mm-hmm. girl boss thing and then you come home at night and you clear your brain because it's for wellness. We lean on the mm. wellness factor. You hit it the nail on the head that I was thinking too. Exactly. I think I think we really harp on. I, I think the problem we can solve with millennials is there's or and Gen Zers is anxious, anxiety is yes. through the roof, yes. uh, nihilism is through yeah. the roof, like all of this stuff of like, you know, what's the point? So if you tap into the wellness side of it and be like, join this, cause we will, you will have your head clear, you'll we'll reset. Have your anxiety, yep, you'll yep. reset. I love that. You drink I your wellness, that. you drink your green smoothie, you pray to God and you make $700 million. <laughs> well, we make seven hundred. We million make seven hundred million dollars. Uh, okay, you oh, okay. you pay seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> you, you donate. No, no, no. You donate seven hundred million dollars. You donate. I love that. Okay, so and then you kind of tapped on it. I think social media is the channel we we try to grow this. So, what is the what's the content type? What type of videos are we doing? What type of what? How do you see the social media feed working? Like, do we do we throw in inspirational? quotes do we throw in bible quotes or do we kind of no, are we bible none of that, adjacent, none you know? of that. Like, we yeah. get out of that world that is the gen x boomer world we rely on short form content that's qu- that's witty and funny and again like makes church cool again 
Is it almost like church, but it's not church? I, yeah, it's like it's like yeah. It's, it's yeah, 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 Christian, but we don't really rely on the Bible. Is that is that oh. the only way you can do this now in a modern age? Right, like totally. Like the our space is like this is like a startup environment. Like we have a keg of kombucha. We have <laughs> we have tennis courts in the back, and everyone just comes to lounge and hang out and drink kombucha and. <laughs> Uh, we make like short form TikToks and yeah. use trending audio. Yeah, I love it. I'm like imagining the 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 actual church, and instead of like the pews, it's just like bean bags. Yes, like, bean bags. Yeah, I was like, picturing bean bags too. Yeah, like just laid back startup culture. Uh -huh. uh, okay, okay, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. So anything else? Like we have short form videos. We try to. We don't really rely on the Bible, but we do. We kind of Bible adjacent. Bible adjacent, yeah. So there is some sort of preacher, but instead of saying, you know, qu quoting Genesis. Mm -hmm. Nice one. Thank you. Out, I was I was thinking to myself. I've been talking about Matthews for too long. Let's try to <laughs> Genesis is the only other like yeah. section of the Bible that I can remember. Fuck Luke and John. They don't know shit anyway. <laughs> uh, so we instead of like quoting it directly out of the Bible, we make it more digestible through trending audio, through mm -hmm. uh, you know, fucking TikTok dances. We're all woeing on stage. <laughs> 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 like uh, fuck, I'm excited about can't tax this. I love that. Okay. Anything else? I think inspirational quotes, like general inspirational quotes are on the table. There needs to be some kind of like sale action though. So mm. the, the next piece of this is, I agree, our network is majority social media. That's wow. how we'll do this. Um, so what every other preacher and ministry has that exchange, that Jim Baker X exchange mm. donate money we'll send you barrels of food mm. donate money god will it doesn't have to be it can be abstract too like these prosperity donate money god will send you more money in the future what's the exchange that you think will resonate with uh young people like what do what's our what's yeah. our flip what's what do we exchange? sell yeah or what do we what's our product provide for donations yeah quote unquote provide for donations do yeah, you have do an you idea think? i kind of have an idea I know. I want you to go. I was drawing a blank on this. Like what, what do young people, what would they be willing to donate in exchange okay. for? So like, we've just worked all of this time creating this like cool church that people subscribe yeah. to where Zendaya is like the leader <laughs> of this. And everyone's like, fuck you are on the Zendaya like wellness <laughs> train. That's awesome. Like it just made me think of goop right? Like Goop has yes. a fucking cult following because Gwyneth Paltrow is just this leader of this cult. So Zendaya yep. is kind of like laterally what that is what she's doing is replicating the Goop model, yes. but for yes. church. <laughs> so we create this product that signifies to people, oh, you're in the, you're in the can't tax this church. Oh. And I'm thinking like, remember when Livestrong bracelets were so yep. fucking hot? Like yep. everyone yep. had a yellow Livestrong bracelet and you're like, oh, you donate to charity. Like you're an awesome person. So 
you know, maybe not that specific bracelet, but something very similar where people can slowly get like the silent nod that like, yeah, I subscribe to Zendaya's. Yeah. You're thinking like levels like Kickstarter, like donate this much and we will send you, you're trying to bring back the, what would Jesus do bracelets? You're trying to remember when that you're like trying to bring those back. We could literally just modernize that. Yeah. And that's the exchange. I love it. Something that gives a silent nod to be like, oh, that's awesome. You're also in that church. Look, I have that bracelet also. Or some sort of like, like even I think bracelets are outdated. That's already been done. So we have to think even even bigger or like more trendy. So baggy sweatshirts are in. So maybe we make sweatshirts. a fashion line. A fashion Mm -hmm. line. Let's create a fashion line tube socks that say can't tax this yup i'm into this i'm into this did we just start a business on this show my goodness 100 percent. i love that i think that's the exchange it's the so so we're we're a social media specific ministry we get influencers involved, any like, top level influencers, we tailor our social media to join that. And then in exchange for donations, we have like fashion designers and Christian artists coming in to like design some stuff. Yes, uh, it has to be an art piece. Yeah. Because you don't want any, you don't want to be, I, I think millennials and Gen Zs want to be unique. They have this, like, that is the downfall of our generation is we have to be unique. So mm-hmm. we have to like have options, fucking tattoos. Maybe you have like a renowned tattoo artist. Oh. <laughs> Are we getting into cult status now? We're getting or, into like, branding. Just, we're going to brand we're, you. We're going to literally brand you. And that's part of the, honestly, not a bad idea. Like have a little tattoo studio. Like uh, like when we, uh, for our company retreat, we went to Tahoe and stayed at the Hard Rock and they have a tattoo studio in the Hard Rock. And uh, we were like, let's get into it. We'll do the same thing I can't Texas ministries. Uh-huh. We'll have just like a little boutique tattoo shop. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. And it, and it's like this really famous tattoo artist too, because that'll be another one of our influencers. So we have all of these influencers across the board. And yeah, we just create our own little society, I think. Like what if we get, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with like hair. So we get like a renowned hair artist in there and you can get your hair done by Guy. Whoever yep, and do it given the donation tan you know um i'm i am with you i'm with you and then the beauty of this is it's all tax-free baby we're just yep. collecting it at the oh end my of god the wait zach it's a membership it's a donation membership and we create a health center so what you go into the health center you have a gym you have a yoga studio you have a salon you can get a you can get your botox there you can yeah. you know it, it's a wellness center and it's a monthly membership donation to access all of these Woohoo! I am not kidding. We are starting this as soon as we get off this call. Can't tax this ministries, baby. Like, I love it. I love it so much. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with it. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm all about this. I think that's a great idea. It's, it's basically like a, a church strip mall. Like you yes. go there and you like pop into all of these different places. Yes. Oh, that is amazing. Yes. Done. Done. 
done. We'll see. And it's super easy to file for like church <laughs> filing stuff. So yeah, I think on every single podcast that we have, we're like, MMP should be a church. <laughs> yeah, like, I wish that's... MMP was a church because we wouldn't have to pay taxes. The L. Ron Hubbard model, the baby. Just, start our, model. just yep. let's start our own church. Yep. I love it. I think that was great. Uh, that's all I got for us. I, I Future, look out for Can't Tax This Ministries. It's been you. a while since uh, we haven't done a podcast where we're feeling super frustrated <laughs> about the topic. So this was like a big relief, like coming back from the holiday break, we got to do this fun, like actual strategy exercise. So yeah. thank you for bringing that into the podcast. Feed. No problem. I was trying not to make us angry this time. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think we look into it. Tax, can't tax this ministries. That's fucking hilarious. Let's do it. Don't forget Spotify now allows you to rate our podcast. So for our Spotify listeners, please click that five-star review or three-star review one and star tell us how we're doing out. we want to know we can take it nah depends on the day but we'll we'll see we'll see be nice be kind everybody all right we'll see you next week bye